What's up, Bills Mafia? This is Gregory Russo, defensive end for the Buffalo Bills, and you are listening to The Lockdown of Jake Jordan. What is going on, everybody? This is your host of The Lowdown, Jake Jordan. And I just wanted to put this little thing before the actual pod to let you guys know that there something went wrong with my microphone before we recorded this. So I guess it's recording me through like my webcam audio. So it's going to sound like I'm in a giant like open room. But the audio, thankfully, with StreamYard, it does stop echoes. So it's not as bad on the ears as it should be. And then, uh, yeah, we might uh, sound a little bit off on this podcast because something really, really weird happened where uh, last night in the middle of the night, a drunk man randomly wandered into our house and uh, walked into our bedroom. And it was a really uh, tough and weird time. And it was uh, definitely something that we're all still getting over and was very, very weird police involved and everything. So hopefully you guys can understand this week's episodes a little bit shorter and you know there's just a bunch of stuff going on our mind and uh we can't wait to get back to you guys next week i'm hoping to get a special guest on next week but we'll have to see what happens with that if not i'm still going to get you the best content that you can so uh without further ado let me introduce the podcast for this week the lowdown i'm gonna hand it off to jake hey what is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the coolest place in bills mafia outside of western new york i am your host Jake, and joining me is a beautiful, beautiful man who happens to live in the same household as me, who I tried to have on last week, but uh, technical difficulties mm-hmm. are, uh, in, in quotation marks, technical difficulties. Uh, the the interview that we did last week, uh, it didn't really work out. And now we are back here today. Bryce, how are you right. doing? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. Can't complain. It's been a little bit of a weird day, but, you know, it is what it is. It, you know, took us about an hour to fucking get this interview together. Yeah, but, true, uh, true. We're, we're finally here. But, uh, Bryce, you know, here on the lowdown, we like to talk about, uh, basically, we, we, we like to get down to brass tacks here. Right. We're, we're trying to just give you what you want and what the people want to know is Bryce what the hell is going on with Julio Jones because a lot of people really would like Julio Jones added to the Buffalo Bills what do you think about that uh I think there's a lot of places he'll go before he goes to the Buffalo Bills and uh, the New England Patriots being a big one because for mm-hmm. some reason He's out of there for Atlanta. That's been that's been uh, very that's well 4K. noted. Yeah, Cotton 4K. Cotton 4K. Facts, facts, and uh, and he's been talking about he wants to uh, play with Cam Newton and stuff. I don't know and why, but I don't understand that. And I I guess a big thing that's kind of being a proponent. To that is that he came out of an interview and he's like 
I want to play with a quarterback that's got a strong arm and is fast and can do all this stuff. And when I think about that, I'm like, yeah, that might have been Cam Newton six years ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know who that sounds like to me? That sounds like Josh Allen. And some people are saying, oh, Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar Jackson is not a big, strong-armed quarterback. Yeah, he's, right, he's, right. Lamar Jackson is a running back in quarterback clothing. That's what he is. And okay, I, and, well, then you also got to look at uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I know, uh, Herbie. I love Herbie. Yeah. Um, I... I could see. I don't really think that the Chargers need another guy. Like the Chargers don't. Need we don't need Jones. another guy. Well, think about it, right? Who's really across from Stefan Diggs? Is it Emmanuel Sanders? Right. It's gonna be Emmanuel Sanders this year. And right? Gabe Davis. And Gabe Davis. Are you telling me that Julio Jones is not an upgrade over those two? I love I'm Emmanuel telling Sanders. You he's not a wide him. receiver too yet. Hmm. Okay. So that's all I'm think, saying. You he want, still he's still going to be a wide receiver one. He still wants to. Well, I mean, granted, the last couple of years he hasn't been a wide receiver one because he's been on the injury list for a while. Yeah. And that's kind of my big thing. I've been I've been wanting to bring up is you know Julio Jones uh, because I had him in fantasy last year. Pissed yeah. me off for the amount of times that he went out. Maybe that's because it right. like, was tanking last year. I don't know. True, but. Uh, just just to be completely honest with you, I think Julio Jones, if somehow Brandon Bean was a cap wizard and was able to get Atlanta to trade Julio Jones there and we get to take some money and convert it. and Yeah, like you know, don't get whole- me wrong. Of course I'd love it. Who doesn't <laughs> want Julio Jones on their team? But I'm just yeah. saying I don't see it. Yeah, okay. I, it. I see – and that's why I, I agree with you. Is I don't think the Buffalo Bills see that as quite a necessity. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing. I don't think that Brandon Bean is going to give up like a ton because he already got Josh Allen, the number one receiver he needs, right? Right. So he you don't need to get another guy like Julio Jones unless you're going like just full on. Like if you added Julio Jones to this offense. That puts you right there with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, no yeah, cap. True. You're, you're right there as an offensive juggernaut in the league, which they already were last year, only scoring one less point than the Green Bay Packers in total offense. But so, do you think he wants to say, stay somewhere where he's comfortable? What do you mean by that? Like, not, uh, not freezing his ass off. Well, I mean, the teams that are kind of in play for him, you know, they're – for some reason, I saw Cleveland up there, and I'm like, the only reason Cleveland would get it is if they were Odell's like, out. Yeah, if Odell's out. I see the Patriots, but that's cold as fuck, too. Uh, the Dolphins, maybe. Um, Everybody but, wants to go to South Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Julio Jones would do. Honestly, it's not up to Julio Jones because, as far as I know, he doesn't have a no trade clause, which means they can send him wherever the hell they want. Right. So. Whoever decides to give them the most money, which will probably be the Patriots because Bill Belichick has been on a spending spree, he'll probably right. give up a first rounder. And then retire. Get, yeah, right? Just absolutely cripple the franchise and retire. Yep. I could see that being a Bill Belichick move. But to be completely honest with you, 
I would love and if somehow Brandon Bean pulled off a snag of getting um, Julio Jones, but I, honestly, I think our wide receiver room is pretty stacked as it is. I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously, if you have the chance to add a guy like Julio Jones, you do it, but for the right price. I think that the big need on offense is tight end, which is something that we brought up mm-hmm. before we even started the show, is that today was announced that Dawson Knox is going to tight end university Indeed. to work out this offseason. And I feel like that's the one thing he could use is to learn from some of the guys that are going to be there because some of the, like Kyle Rudolph is going to be there. George Kittle is going to be there. Austin Hooper is going to be there. Like some big name, like really good tight ends are going to be there and he can maybe learn some things. So I yeah, think. And he can, and he can really get to chat up with uh, Zach Ertz and get to know him a little bit. Well, when he's in their locker room. Exactly. And I was going to bring that up is that, you know, he needs to get better, but that just leads us into the fact that, you know, Zach Ertz is still really, really tied to the Buffalo Bills and some news media outlets. They're really trying to push that Zach Ertz is going to Buffalo still because, I mean, say what you want. We have a really like full tight end room right now. But if you if you get a, a Zach Ertz. Dude, like two or three of those guys are gone, like oh, or they're on the practice squad, so it doesn't matter. I would love a room of Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox, and Jacob Hollister. Yeah, that would be a great tight end room. I'd love that. Yeah, and I think if you can get them for the right price, which you know the asking price has definitely went down since we pretty much know since he didn't report to OTAs or team meetings that Zach Ertz. Whether or not, whether you like it or not, he's gone out of Philadelphia. Yeah, and, no, he's not going to be an Eagle next year. And if you're Howie Roseman, the GM for the Eagles, you got to get whatever you can because if you cut him, you know he's going to the Colts with Carson Wentz and what right. they're building there. Like you got to, you got to get something for Zach Ertz. And I think if you're Brandon Bean and you're like, here, I'll offer you like a conditional fourth round pick and like a, like a seventh. Dude, I'll take Zach Ertz for that any day. You and think also, he'd go to the Colts if they released him? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think mm. so. Especially with a bunch of reports came out today. Uh, Frank Reich was praising uh, Carson Wentz, and there was there was videos of them playing knockout at OTAs. Like It just oh, looks yeah. fun as hell to be an Indianapolis Colt. So why wouldn't he go pair up with a quarterback that he already has chemistry with? True. So. I think that that's most likely what would happen. But, you know, now everybody's like, well, we can't afford Zach Ertz. Well, guess what, everybody? Today, news came out that the salary cap for 2022, which is next season, will be going up from $184 million to $208 million. So you know what that is? That's a ton of money to play around with. Oh, yeah. And there's some things that, of course, we can talk about it, which I don't know if me and you have talked about it on this podcast before. I know we did when we were at the other uh, the other place with our podcast. Right. We talked about extensions and stuff. But, you know, that could really lead into that Josh Allen extension happening this year now with that For recording sure. because it's so weird that it came out this early that they were already saying, nope, salary cap's going to be $208 million. Like, now that gives Brandon Bean the like, okay, if we really want to do a extension, you know, we can do it now because they know yeah. the money they're playing with. 
and it can only go up from 208 million because there's not another worldwide pandemic coming around. So, <laughs> hey, I'm no Nostradamus, bro. I'm not out here, you know, predicting that COVID-20 is coming, all right? So we're going to be perfectly fine. Everything's going back to normal. And that means that the Buffalo Bills are going to lock up their young team for a while. Bryce, do you think that, and a lot of this happens too, is, you know, with this money saying that's been out there, they're saying, hey, maybe the Bills are in play for Julio Jones now because now the money that they had, you know, there's some opening there. So what – what do you think we should do? Should we pry? We I think- should just stop Julio Jones there tied in. He's a big guy. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just trade for Julio Jones and say, all right, you're tight end now. You're tight end. Apparently, Calvin Benjamin's a tight end now. Why can't we make Julio Jones? Bro, isn't that the greatest thing ever? Booger, yeah. McFar- Booger McFarland says he's one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end, and now he's a tight end on the New York Giants. Yep. That's great. That's just perfect irony uh, but what do you think about it like we've got that we've got this money now this figure that we know is going to be the the ceiling for the cap next year does that come into play in okay maybe we extend Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds now even though I don't think we should sign Tremaine Edmonds now I mean I could see us doing Josh Allen what do you think yeah I, um I don't know. I think we'll wait and see on Tremaine for sure because he has he definitely has his moments where it's just like, ah, I don't know about I don't know about where am that. I? Yeah, exactly. It's like he's got a rock in his head. But with Josh, I think we pretty much much know what we're signing up for. I think we're comfortable signing him. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos coming out of training camp and uh like just him throwing some absolutely beautiful balls, especially yeah. with the visor on, bro. Josh Allen with a visor, sexy as hell. But a uh, barstool big cat today, basically. Uh, he called. He did you see that? What uh, what they did? No. So, so they basically mimicked what uh, what Shannon Sharp did with Julio Jones, and they called Josh Allen on their show <laughs> without telling him that they were on the show, and they said. So some beautiful pictures have come out of you wearing a visor, but uh, we just want to let you know that uh, not a single quarterback who's won a visor has won a Super Bowl. So they said, Josh, are you uh, are you going to wear the visor? Because you look damn cool in it. But, you know, Josh is like, well, I'm a, I'm a superstitious guy, so I don't know about that. But, like, no, dude, in OTAs, if Josh Allen has looked, uh, especially from the videos, obviously it's some highlights. But right. also, I mean, he showed up and in McDermott's first press conference, he came out and he said, well, I can tell you, Josh looks damn good out there. So yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, don't oh, tell me yeah. that. This man, this man, uh, I think Josh Allen said he was working on, like, his in routes and stuff like that in the offseason, like really just oh. trying to perfect the short game too. And I'm like, oh. Oh baby, let's let's go. Last season it was the it was the deep ball. This year it's basically work in the middle of the field. Dude, what yeah. is Josh Allen not going to be able to do? But one of, one of the stories coming out of training camps is uh, there's a certain player that's not there. And yes, I understand that it's optional. But uh, and I'm not talking about Stefan Diggs. I'm not talking about 
any of the veteran guys who didn't show up because, you know, those guys, they're pretty much going to come in. They know what they're getting into. Uh, yeah. Star Latulale, after being off of football for a whole year, did not show up to OTAs. And I just want to get your input on this because some people are mad. Some people are like, hey, it's optional. So what? Where, like, where do you fall on this before I give my opinion? Uh, I think he, I think you should probably be there. Uh, I don't think you should. Was he there? He was at the practices and everything last season, right? And no. supporting him or no, nothing. No, he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't allowed. If he opted out, he wasn't allowed in the team facilities because. Yeah, no. I think protocol. you get back to your guys as soon as you can. I don't think you. I don't think you opt out of the the first thing that that you're back to with your team yeah so my big problem with it right is not that i i understand he is a veteran you know he knows what he's getting into but yeah. he has had a whole year off of football mm-hmm. man like that is we have no idea what shape star latulale is in and when it's a different Tom, team than when he left yeah, and when Sean McDermott talked about it in the uh, press conference, he said, yeah, unfortunately, Star is not here. That is like, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Star Latulale should have reported to OTAs because who knows, his fat ass might be out of shape. Exactly. So, and and you know, it like it takes a long time to get into field shape for some of these oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, I we have no idea what Star Latulale is going to come back and be. And basically, we can't cut him either because I think it's like it's more expensive for us to cut him than it is to just keep him on the team. But right, yeah. Starla Tulale not reporting to OTAs is very concerning to me because we have no idea what this guy's going to look like. Now, if he comes back and he looks just like he did, which wasn't stellar when he was with the Bills, but if he comes back and he's just kind of that same player, which I can't. I, I just can't bring myself to think of it now that he's a year older and hasn't played football in a year. I would like to believe that he's keep t- kept himself in somewhat of shape, but we don't know. Like, honestly, nobody knows anything. And with the coaches coming out saying, unfortunately, stars in here, you know, I think that makes it kind of makes it sound like they were hoping that he was going to show up too, but he didn't. Right. And now that really just makes me concerned that we didn't take a one-technique defensive tackle in the draft or pick one up or anything, and we have Star Latula. Basically, we're banking on Star Latulale to be okay when we when he comes back, but we have no idea what this dude's going to look like, and that's concerning to me. Uh, you know, I I just wanted to talk about these things because uh, th- those were the few topics that came up in Bills Mafia this week before we actually get into what we're supposed to be talking about. Which is the schedule and me, Bryce, me and you broke this down last week, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't remember our conversation right. because it uh, it wasn't recorded at all. So I didn't have to listen to it five times while editing the podcast. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's time that we get into it. Uh, let's, let's just break it down. We're not going to talk about preseason. You know, preseason, I like that we have it this year. Definitely. Yep going to uh, get some guys that I like some, your Marquez Stevenson, some guys that we drafted, get them some playing time, see what they really yeah, are. See what they look like. Yeah. Like uh, a benefit that we didn't have last year with some of the guys. And I think that that's a benefit with a lot of the guys that we had last year's. They finally get a, 
you know, even though it's an abridged off season, it's still an off season and it's not yeah. virtual. So definitely, I like that we're getting back to somewhat of normalcy and uh, getting back to what's normal. Every single year, we seem to have uh, the same couple teams on our schedule, and I have no idea why it is. But we get to start off with a familiar one. Bryce, we get the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. One o'clock on a Sunday in Buffalo. How is that game going down? Uh, I don't think it'll be an easy one. Um, I think they can, they're going to rely on their run game a lot to see, uh, what they have in Najee Harris. Um, I think Big Ben will come out more focused and, uh, determined than people think he will. You think he starts jacking it this off season to get that strength back? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think we'll win that. Oh, he's not. He's not gonna watch enough. He's not gonna. Get no, he's not gonna. Back. He's not gonna get himself off enough for that. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, dude, I can't wait for this game. I think this is the perfect game to start off the season, only yeah. because uh, Pittsburgh's offensive line is straight uh, doo doo. It is garbage. It is dog water. It is awful. Oh, yeah. And you know they lost guys, and 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 I love it too because guys like uh, Alejandro Villanueva. He left and went to the Ravens and said, yeah, uh, I kind of wanted to come to a place where people didn't, you know, dance on logos and only care about their TikToks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, it shows me that something maybe a little bit more is going down in Pittsburgh. And I think limp noodle arm Big Ben isn't going to do much. And I agree with you on the point that I think even though at that point in the season, usually Ben is pretty good up to a point, especially when he's fresh. Yeah. But I think that – uh I think that that offensive line is just a little bit too destroyed. I don't know if they're receiving their receiving core. It's okay. Uh, they brought Juju back on a one-year deal, yep. and I think that uh, Big Ben might have a little bit of zip in his ball at the beginning of the season, and they might rely a little bit too much on Najee Harris, who's not going to be able to do much against that you know withered offensive line. But I think this is a great game for the Bills because it gives us an opportunity to uh, show off our newly little revamped pass rush against you know a subpar offensive line and i think it's just going to be hell for big ben and i think it's going to be a great confidence booster for our defense going into the year yep so then we go from there we go week two down in miami and i think this is an interesting game i think a lot of people just kind of assume that we're going to sweep the afc east again or you know it's going to be a little bit tougher but you know, there's Homer fans that think we're going to go and just absolutely destroy everybody, go 17-0, and and then go on to win the Super Bowl. But I like the Miami Dolphins this year, man. I, I While I don't think that they're a better team than the Buffalo Bills, I sure. think that they're close. I think that they are, like, they're neck and neck for number two, I think, with the Patriots. Because the yeah. Patriots... I don't like their approach to the offseason, but I liked it the way that the Miami Dolphins, I feel like they've done it the right way. And going into week two, you know, coming off that Steelers game, what do you think about the Miami Dolphins going into it? I think it all uh, I think it all depends on uh, Tua. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what Tua does. Uh, if he's good, I think it's going to be a close game if he's playing well, like uh, – like a 28-24 type deal. Mm-hmm. But if he's just if he comes out and he's being Tua and they don't 
the little ten yard Tua, and then <laughs> and then interception. Tua turned the ball over. Yeah, Tua turned the ball over, <laughs> and then uh, then no, they're not. But Bryce, he's didn't you hear? He's, he's a different quarterback now. His balls dropped a little bit, and he grew a beard. Oh, did you not, okay. Did you not hear about that? Dolphins fans no. are so happy. They're like, oh, our, our little Tua has grown up. He has, he has a beard now. He has a beard, oh, and his wow. voice is a little bit gravelier. Wow. You think that doesn't change anything? No. That's <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, so uh, – my big thing with the Dolphins is I think it's concerning for them right now because they refuse to name who their offensive coordinator is going to be. Uh, they still have co-offensive coordinators. I don't know yeah. how the hell that's going to work. Two guys that unless they have the same exact scheme and philosophy in calling an offense, that offense is going to be weird. Tua is going to have to be learning a bunch of stuff, and it might just convert to Tua holding the ball a little too long because he doesn't know what the hell he's supposed to do or just checking it down all the time, which was their offense last year. And to be yeah. completely honest with you, I think that the Dolphins take a step back only because they lost three of their team captains, especially on defense. And while they have solid players there, a lot of their games last year, they lucked off of getting a timely turnover or a great special teams play. And you yeah, can't always... Yeah, you can't always bank on that. So I think that the Dolphins take a slight step back, but I do still think that they're like a 9-10 to 10 win team, and I think that they'll win second place in the division, but I don't see them beating the Bills this year. And yeah. that's probably a little bit of a spoiler for what I think in the next game against the Dolphins, but we'll talk about that when we get there. And then after that game, Old Fitzmagic and the Washington football team come strolling into Buffalo. Bryce, what do you think about this football team, man? Uh, I, I mean, it Fitzpatrick. He's got that uh, that that magical touch to him sometimes, and I think against the Bills, it'll it'll come out because it always seems to. And uh, they've got a great defensive line, even though uh, Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks at getting away from pressure. Um, I think I think we'll win it, but I think Fitz, Fitzmagic will keep it close. I would say that a really good comp for this game would be the first Miami Dolphins game last year when we played them yeah. and they had Fitzpatrick. Uh, their defensive line was really, really good, and Fitzpatrick went out there and just killed us over the middle with Mike Kosicki. And I could really see the Washington football team, while their offense isn't amazing, they've still got guys like Terry McLaurin out there that are speed Steve burners. Mm -hmm. And I think that their defense is just nasty, bro. Their defense is nasty. I think it's going to be a good game. I think that the Bills do pull out the win at that one. Uh, yeah. But I, I think Fitzmagic is going to try to put on a show in Buffalo. And you know he's going to get cheered when he runs in, so – it's going to be just great all around. Nobody hates Fitzy, and, you know, we'll see. Hopefully the Fitz magic doesn't bite us in the ass. Hopefully we see a little bit of Fitz tragic that game. Uh, yeah, but then the next, so. Yeah, and then we get back. Basically, the next week we get back-to-back -back home games now. We get the Houston Texans or the Houston They're Massage. Bro, the movie. Houston Massage Therapist are coming into town. Yeah, they dumpster fire. Bro, they are – I mean, they basically Even don't if have – they get Deshaun back, they're, they're still a dumpster fire. 
Exactly. I don't think Deshaun Watson has taken that team over the yeah. – like, they don't have Will Fuller anymore. They don't have J.J. Watt. They don't – like, that team has just been torn apart. And, you know, maybe I, – I could see that just being a showcase for Josh Allen uh, for MVP next season, him just going off against the Texans. Just for people yeah. to later be like, yeah, but he played the Texans. So you know how it is. Yeah. And then – the next week, we get Sunday night football in Arrowhead against the AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Bryce, what do you think about this game going into Sunday night football against the Chiefs? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we can go in there and really beat them on their own turf. Okay. That early in the season, I All think right. they're still going to be on a little uh, hot streak. I think they'll probably be well. It'll probably be just like uh, the last season they lost right before they went into the game with us, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't a battle of the undefeateds. No, the last battle of the undefeateds that I can remember is it was us versus the Patriots two years ago. We were uh, both undefeated going into, I think it was like week five or week six. Mm, And Tom Brady was still on that Patriots team. But yeah, yeah, dude, uh, I think that this game comes down to coaching because if we've got this newly revamped defensive line, I think this is the game where Leslie Frazier goes, okay, let's dial it up and let's see if we can do what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to the Chiefs and get Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. Let's see if we can get back to Patrick Mahomes and basically just play basically dirty defense. Let's just get up in their face. Let's just punch them in the mouth and see what happens. I I can see that uh, we we need a philosophy change because every single time we played the Chiefs, doesn't turn out that well because we play scared. Uh, So I think this game comes down to coaching. Uh, if they've learned from their past mistakes, we win this game. But if we if we don't learn from it, we go in the way that we always do against Kansas City. It's it's an obvious L for me. Yeah. So uh, the next game, though, we literally get back to back primetime games. The next game, we get Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. Bryce, what do you think about the Tennessee Titans, who we seem to play every single year, like the Steelers? Um. I think we're better than them. I think we, with our D line, we're gonna, we're gonna have a way to stop Derrick Henry. We're gonna scheme it up that way, and we're gonna make Ryan Tannehill have to beat us with uh, AJ Brown over the middle, probably. But Which he doesn't he have Johnny Smith anymore. Yep. And last year they did it with Johnny Smith. Yeah, they they tore us up. They tore us up with Johnny Smith. It wasn't necessarily AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and I think their defensive line is awful, <coughs> bad. And um, yeah, I think that's just a dub for us. So my philosophy with the Titans game last year is one: Josh Allen was hurt. That was uh, one of the first things we played the uh, we played the Titans coming right out of that Raiders game, where mm-hmm. Josh Allen separated his shoulder. Yeah, and then also that game got delayed all the way until Tuesday night, and uh, the, they did they didn't know whether or not they were going to be playing the Titans or not. The Chiefs. 
And then, uh, no, but then they also had the game plan for the Chiefs the next week yeah. because there was a chance that if that Tuesday game that we had against the Titans got canceled, then we were playing the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Right. So basically they had the game plan for it. That game was just an entire mess. It was ugly, raining. Josh Allen was injured. Uh, I think this game, I think if all if it's beautiful weather and Josh Allen's fully healthy, we're going to go in there and we're going to beat the absolute piss out of the Tennessee Titans on prime time just so that their fans can stop talking so much shit. And then yeah. we get to walk we get to walk into a bye week, chill out. I don't like the bye week being this early. I'm more of a proponent of a later bye week because, you know, from this on, if you wanted to win the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure after this you would have to win 14 straight games, and that's yeah. hard to do, man. So, but we go into the bye week, and then out of it, we get the Miami Dolphins, Bryce. And Sean McDermott kind of carries on the legacy of, you know, Andy Reid coming out of a bye week. Pretty, pretty good. A really good record coming out of a bye week, especially basically having two weeks to prepare for a team that we have a lot of tape on. So Mm -hmm. what do you think about the Dolphins coming to Buffalo out of this bye week? Uh, I just don't see the Dolphins being a big threat to us. I see us winning that one, too. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think with the two weeks to prepare, uh, while I think that I at the beginning of the season, I think they're going, the Dolphins are really going to be trying to figure themselves out still with this new offense and some new offensive yeah. weapons and things like that and of that nature. I think the Dolphins, this is going to be a little bit of a tougher out for us, but with two weeks to prepare, uh, barring any significant injuries or anything like that, I think that we handle. Or if the they throw coming. Jacoby Brissett in there and bench Tua. Yeah, whatever seems to happen that game. I think that the Buffalo Bills win it regardless. And then we get to go on a little bit of a road trip, Bryce. And, you know, the Buffalo Bills decide to go down to Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. And November 7th, 1 o'clock, me and Bryce and our dad and Adam, our other brother, will be in Jacksonville to watch the Buffalo Bills Bills put on a clinic Mm -hmm. against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You like Tim Tebow? Guess what? Tim Tebow's not catching one pass. (laughs) Tim Tebow probably won't even make it on the field. (laughs) Tim Tebow going to be on the bench just (laughs) waving at people. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be waving at Josh Allen. You're a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Tebow is going to be handing out water. To everybody, okay? That's what Tim Tebow's going to be doing. No, but to be completely honest with you, game, Bryce, I would love this game to somehow – Jacksonville turns out to be a pretty decent team next year somehow. It gets flexed to primetime. And it gets flexed to maybe like a 425 primetime game or yeah. something like that. I, I don't believe it will. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are still going to stink next year. Yeah, probably. So, I, but – you know, the NFL, whatever chance that they have to, you know, flex games if, you know, there's a better matchup, they have made it a little bit more lenient for them this yeah. season to be able to do it. I think they've made it to where they can flex Monday night football games now. So definitely um, this game better not get moved to Monday, but I don't think it will. I think it's just going to be a standard 1 o'clock game, and it's going to be fun to go to. Lots of Bills Mafia are going to be there. Oh, and yeah. we're, we're just going to have a hell of a time. 
beating the absolute shit out of like they're gonna have to call PETA after what we do to these guys. <laughs> like and we're it, gonna be in a section with a whole lot of Bills fans. Hell yeah, we are. Try to some four thirty six. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Section four thirty six. We're gonna be there. I know a lot of Bills Mafia will be there as well. It's oh, kind yeah. of no. It's kind of nosebleedy. But you know, we weren't gonna pay a ton to go watch them yeah, beat, beat up on the Jaguars. But no, then we get to go make a stroll up to uh, the armpit of America, New Jersey, and face the New York Jets. Bryce, what do you think about the New York Jets? I didn't even ask you what you thought about the Jaguars. I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. We're gonna like destroy them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the Jets, I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy. Yeah. Um. Who Who's uh, his backup? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know who oh, their backup is. Oh yeah. Friend. See, so so yeah, that's an L. That's an L for them. Yeah. Yes. That's an absolute W for us. Well, I don't think that they're honestly. I think the Jets Jets are definitely a tougher out than last year. My big thing about the Jets is. Last year, we had to win a game against the Jets where all we kicked were field goals. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. And that was with Adam Gase being their coach. So with Robert Sala being their coach with a better offensive coordinator, they're going to be a bit of a harder out. But I don't think they have, like, they've got talent on their team now, but I'm not sure it's quite enough to beat a, like, over, like, their secondary is still. They got uh, Carl Lawson. Yeah, uh, and they've got Quentin Williams on the defensive line, and they've got a couple of oh, other yeah. guys that are pretty stout on that defensive line. Uh, they picked up Sheldon Rankins too. That's yeah. a good pickup that they got. But their secondary still like they they picked up some guys in the draft. That's hit or miss. Uh, their secondary just is not good enough to keep up with the Bills. So I think that that's a easy dub for the Bills. And then we get uh, old Frankie boy Frank Wright. Coming yeah. with the Indianapolis Colts with a rematch of the playoffs coming to Buffalo Sunday, November 21st at 1 p.m. Bryce, what do you think about the Colts? I think they're going to get their revenge that week with uh, with that uh, defense they got going. Oof. And you that offense so? with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Mm, I, think, I think they're going to be good enough to – to get that upset on us, if it if it's even going to be considered an upset, I don't even think it would be considered an upset because yeah. I think the Colts are going to be one of the best teams in the AFC next Me year. Too. Seriously, here's my top four in the AFC next year. You got the Chiefs, you got the Colts, you got the Bill. Well, this isn't in order, but the Chiefs, Colts, Bills, and Browns. Like yeah. those are some of the four best teams in the AFC, and then right outside there, you've got the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens and Browns, you can kind of flip-flop them. I'm just going straight off the talent that's on the Browns uh, yeah. opposed to what I think that the Ravens' ceiling is. But, no, the Colts are going to be damn good, man. And, honestly, they probably beat us last year if they didn't have old man Rivers back at quarterback. And I think that Carson Wentz kind of puts them in the top to where, hey, they are serious contenders now. And I could see us taking yeah. a loss this game, man. So... I, I agree with you. Uh, while I think that our coaching is still decent enough to get the win, uh, I think that we are most definitely going to – like it's going to be a toss-up that game. And then we get to go all the way down to Bourbon Street Thursday, November 25th, Thursday night football 
on Thanksgiving, 8-20, we play the Saints. Bryce, what do you think about these New Orleans Saints, man? Um, I think they're going to be just fine with whoever they put back there at quarterback just because they can still just run with Alvin Kamara whenever they want mm-hmm. or just throw a short pass to him, yep. just do whatever they want with him. But I think we can scheme against that do all that good stuff and come out with a win in that one. I think that we can come out with a win on that one too. Uh, My big thing with the Saints is that, you know, they went undefeated when they had Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. So if they get Jameis Winston, who, you know, just had LASIK surgery and, you know, it's, he's still famous Jameis. You could see him being the guy down on Bourbon street in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's a tough out. The Saints are a damn good team, especially what I watched them do around Thanksgiving last year, to, or maybe that was Christmas, to the Detroit Lions, or maybe that was the right. Vikings. Whatever it was, the Saints – yeah, that was Christmas because Alvin Kamara gave me that great playoff, uh, the great oh, playoff yeah. uh, game that he gave me. So that was, that was great when it came to fantasy. But, yeah, I think that's a good game. I think we win. But we could lose too. But I think Josh Allen in prime time is just going to be a different animal. So, yeah. And, you know, let's stay in prime time because I guess we also get, uh, we also get the Patriots on Monday night football. So, okay. uh, that's, that's going to be great. We get the Patriots for our first meeting of the season, Monday night football in Buffalo, 8 15 p.m. Bryce, what do you think about the Patriots, man? Um, I think Cam Newton will come out and be better. I think if they get Julio Jones, they're definitely going to be a a really good team. Don't put that evil out there, Bryce. I mean, stop that. Dude, it's just looking. Julio can looking go anywhere else. Worse. Julio but, can go uh, anywhere else. Yeah, but it it all depends on the situation. Who's at quarterback? Mac Jones, Cam Newton. I don't think either of them are going to get past Buffalo either time. So I think it's going to be an L for both those weeks, whether they're coming in or going to uh, Buffalo. Yeah, so I think that whole team comes down to quarterbacks too. And uh, yeah. at that point in the season, what we're like uh, how many games in at this point? Like two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven. This is the 12th game of the season. Yeah, we're like um, or the, 10 and 2. Yeah, so I think that uh, the Patriots season could be over by now, depending on exactly what's going on, basically what this season could be, how good the Dolphins are doing. It all depends if they really have something to play for, uh, who's going to be back at the quarterback position. I think that uh, Cam Newton gives them the best chance to win, but uh, that's just because I think Cam Newton last year, for some reason, COVID did something to him. And I think this year he'll be a little bit better, and it depends on what scheme they're running and stuff like that. If it's if they try to do a Lamar Jackson type system with two tight ends and play action with Cam Newton, uh, it can work. But that's kind of an archaic thing. It's been figured out by now, and I think Bill Belichick knows that. So it could be different by this point in the season. Maybe they've got pocket passing Mac Jones back there. But I think either way, they come into Buffalo, they're going to get smacked in the mouth. And they're going to go home with a bad taste in their mouth. 
I think that's yeah. what's going to happen in prime time. And then uh, usually we'd say this with the Patriots, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a new world now. Tom Brady is down in Tampa Bay, and he has won himself a Super Bowl down there. Uh, Bryce, we go to Tampa Sunday, 425. What do you think happens during this game, man? Super Bowl uh, champions. I think I think our whole team still has a bitter taste in their mouth about Tom Brady. And I think they'll go in there and get the dub on that one. You think so? Yep. I think that this game is going to be really, really close. Uh, two really amazing coaching staffs going up against each other. It could go either way. I would love to go in there and smack the absolute shit out of the the Buccaneers. I about called them the Tampa right. Bay Gronkineers. But <laughs> like to be to be completely honest with you, I don't. I I can't even put down a definite what's going to happen. Of course, I want us to win, and if we did win, uh, a Bills Mafia would be absolutely insufferable for people to have to listen to because we would be like, yeah, if we were in the Super Bowl last year. Oh, who knows? Tom Brady might not have won. So uh, I think that that's, uh, that's TBD. But I, I love that game. I love Tampa Bay's whole team bringing back most of their team from last year. The Buffalo Bills bringing back most of their team from last year. Uh, it's going to be a great game, and uh, I can't wait to see it. And then the next week, uh, this is a game that doesn't have a hard date set in stone. I think this is probably going to be our game of the year, kind of like the Broncos last year where it got flexed to a Saturday. Right. Um, but we get to take on Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Bryce, how do you feel about Sam Darnold being on the Carolina Panthers now? I think uh, he definitely makes that team better and more complete. But I don't think he can take out the Bills. with with. I don't think their roster is built enough to compete with unless they throw it to Christian McCaffrey the whole time. But I don't think their roster is complete enough to compete with us. Yeah, I can I can completely agree with that. I think Sam Darnold definitely makes that team better. They've got some stuff that they really still need to hit on, but they're not exactly what I would say the most complete team in the league. I think that they're they're one of the better teams in their division, but I mean, still in their division, they've got the Bucks and the Saints and then the Falcons and them. That's a really tough division. I think that they'll be slightly better than the Falcons, especially after they lose Julio Jones. And we'll get to the Falcons here in a minute. But then, Bryce, then we get to go into Foxborough. What do you think about going into Foxborough, man? Uh, well, like I said last time, I, I think it uh, comes down to the quarterback. But at this point, I really don't think they're going to be uh, in contention for the division at all at this point. So I don't think there'll be much of a challenge to us. Yeah, I think, think yeah, at this point in the season, I think Mac Jones is probably the quarterback, depending on what their record is. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll just be trying to evaluate him and see what they did, kind of like what they did in a couple of games last year where they threw in, uh, who's it, Jared Stidham. So yeah. definitely, uh, I think we go into Foxborough and we just cook up some Patriots ass in front of that full stadium of uh, mass holes. And then... We get at home. Our last two games of the season are at home, thank God. We get the Atlanta Falcons, who are going to be without Julio Jones now, we know for sure. Yep. So what do you what do you think about this game? 
I don't think they have the firepower or the defense to compete with us. Yeah. Uh, I unless Maddie Ice comes out, Maddie Ice can probably come out there and throw some dimes this year. Apparently, is apparently everybody thinks he's going to come out and do really good. I mean, but. Say what you want about Matt Ryan. Dude puts up numbers, but, you know, yeah. just the team around him, he's one of those guys, like I would say, Matt Stafford, that really needed a team around them. And you saw that the Falcons got to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. like, when they had a great team around him, and now the defense is in shambles, and now they're getting rid of probably, arguably, his best target. So now he's going to have uh, – they'll still have Todd Gurley – and uh, Kyle Kyle Pitts and right. uh, Cal- Calvin Ridley on the outside, but now right. when you take Julio Jones out of there, man, I mean that's a wrap. I don't think you're beating a team that's a full-on yeah. contender like the Buffalo Bills unless something with our core, yeah, mm-hmm. like unless a fucking miracle happens. And then the last game of the season, Bryce, how many yards do you predict Mitchell Trubisky puts up on the New York Jets? Seven hundred. Seven hundred yards. Five toddies, one interception. The Nickelodeon most valuable player. Oh, yeah. Get his stock up. Yeah. Blow out the Jets, get his stock up. That that honestly could be the case. I mean, we've seen what our team did against the Dolphins last year. Yeah. I could literally see see a repeat of that happening. Like, the Jets at this point, who knows? Maybe they're still in contention for a better draft pick. Who even knows? At this point, so yeah, right. I think that the Buffalo Bills absolutely go in there and trounce them, even with Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. And you know, I don't know if we talked about this last podcast, but Mitchell Trubisky as our backup quarterback is fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah, I know having that guy back there. But it's Bryce, a QB one as a QB two. Yeah, basically. But Bryce, it's been awesome having you on here, man. I mean, I I think we killed it. I don't know exactly how long this podcast is, but again, it's off season. We don't have much to talk about. And basically, right. everything somehow gets back to the schedule. So, man, I want to thank you, and I want to thank everybody who's listening to this. However you're listening to it, this has been the coolest show in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York. I have been your host, Jake, along with Bryce. There you go. You got it. And this has been The Lowdown. I will see you guys next week.